This morning we're going to talk about the next, the next couple of verses. So last night we were in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. This morning we're going to be in Philippians 4, 8, and 9. Um, so these are the verses right after, and they talk about where we are to fix our thoughts or keep our thoughts. So let's read that together. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Then the God of peace will be with you. Let me just pray for us. Father, we thank you that you are truth. We thank you that you want us to know you, that you want to show us the truth about yourself. Lord, we pray that you would um, just speak that truth to our hearts this morning, that you would teach our hearts and our minds to focus on you, to fix on you. Lord, that we would be able to look up from this world and its cares and its struggles and that we would be able to see you, that you would bring peace to our hearts and minds as we learn to focus on you. Lord Jesus, we pray just that truth, that truth would overwhelm us this morning. We pray that your spirit would work in us to accomplish this. Lord, this is bigger than us. It's bigger than anything we can do in our own strength or our own power. But we thank you, Lord, that you work in us mightily to do that within us, and that that is your desire for us, so we know that you're working on our behalf to accomplish that in us. Thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this time together. We love you, Lord. Amen. So our thoughts that are fixed on God lead to peace, and our thoughts that are fixed on this world and the yuck in it lead us away from peace. That's, that's just kind of the, the, the simple um, condensed version of it. So as we read these things, what is true, what is honorable, what is right, what is pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, worthy of praise, would we say those are things that are found in the world or things that are found in God? Kind of rhetorical question, but y'all can feel free to give the answer. <laughs> yes, yes. Then when we go back to where our thoughts are, what we predominantly think about, what our thoughts are generally fixed on, would we say that our thoughts are generally fixed on things that are true and honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and worthy in praise? No. <laughs> so as my, as my wise 20-year-old daughter said earlier this week when I was talking to her about this, she said, I feel like this is one of those things we could work on like forever and ever and never get it right. And that's, it's true. We just, our lives are here. Our lives are in this world. This world is constantly bombarding us with our duties are here. Our responsibilities are here. Our people are here. And this is, this is where we, this is where we are. And so in order to get our thoughts out of this world and get them on Something that is something that is above this, something that is beyond this, is going to take <clears throat> effort. It's going to take commitment. It's going to take um, the Holy Spirit in us in order to accomplish this. So we're just going to try to talk, as Rachel said this morning, just practically about what this looks like, and um, and ask God to grow us in this in this huge in this huge area. Looky there, talking this morning. So our minds are going nonstop. I mean, basically, we have thoughts that are just just racing. I was trying to think how many, you know, what would you say? Like, do we have 
million thoughts a day, thousands of thoughts a day. I don't know, but there's lots of them. They're constant. They're, we, our minds are just constantly going. <clears throat> With that many thoughts going, um, and, and seeming to come from everywhere. I mean, we, we have thoughts that seem like they just sneak up on us, thoughts that kind of come from, from out of nowhere. And we think, why, why am I even thinking about that? We have thoughts that come from the parts of our brain that respond to fear, that, um, and, and not from the parts of our brain. The parts of our brain that respond to fear, and those parts of our brain are not very good at figuring out what's rational, what's true, what's real. Those parts of our brain just respond. And we have thoughts that come from that part of our brain. Um, so with all of these thoughts constantly just swirling around us and popping into our head, we can't control what thoughts pop into our head, basically. And they, we're going to be inundated from kind of everywhere and different, different parts of our mind, different things that we sense through our senses, different things that we experience. So we can't control what pops into our head, but we need to remember that just because it pops into our head doesn't mean that it is good or truth or trustworthy. And I don't know, but if y'all are like me, I tend to give my thoughts too much credit. You know, like I sometimes think, well, well, I thought it, and therefore, um, and, and I've even gone to the, to the degree of thinking, well, if, if a thought just pops into my head and I, and I think, well, where did that come from? Maybe that's the Lord. Maybe he's telling me something. Maybe I need to give that extra credit because it seemed kind of out of the blue. Well, maybe it is the Lord, but we have to go through a discerning process in order to figure out what, what is this thought? Is it true? Is it trustworthy? Is it from the Lord? Or is it from the like fearful part of my brain that doesn't think things all the way through to is it true? It just responds. So we've got to kind of go through a discernment process. Basically, we, um, we can't control every thought that pops into our brain, but we are commanded and we are um, able to control what we keep thinking about or where we fix our thoughts. So we kind of have to set up, if you will, kind of a guard hut at, you know, at, at our thoughts. So the, the thought pops in, and then we have to set up um, kind of a, a roadblock here where that thought has to go through um, some interrogation before we, before we figure out if it can get on in. Because honestly, once thoughts get in our brain, our brains kind of want to loop them around and just keep them in there, keep them going. And so we got to stop this. We got to stop those thoughts, the bad thoughts, before they get all the way in. Because once they're in, our brains want to kind of fix on them, you know, and just and just loop them in there. And, but that but that's true whether the thoughts are good thoughts, true thoughts, or whether the thoughts are anxious, fearful, untrue thoughts. So we we kind of got a decision to make early on. Um. There's lots of criteria that we can run our thoughts through, but basically Philippians 4, 8, and 9 gives us a whole list of things that we can think about and questions we can ask about our thoughts. Um, I'm just going to read again some of the things that, um, that the criteria that's in Philippians 4, 8, and 9. Um, what is true, what is honorable, what is right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, worthy of praise. Any of these questions, all of these questions are good thoughts to ask ourselves when a thought comes in. 
And when we're trying to decide, is this thought from the Lord? Is this thought from me? Is this thought just kind of a random thought of fear? Um, where is this thought coming from and does it get to stay? These are the kinds of questions that we can ask ourselves. So we're going to focus in this morning just on the first one. Um, basically, we can ask ourselves any of these questions, and they're all good questions to ask. But we're just going to focus on, is it true? Just the first one in the list. Because basically, a lot of the things, a lot of the thoughts that lead us away from peace are thoughts that just simply aren't even true. And that, so just asking ourselves that one question can save ourselves a whole lot of um, anxious, uh, anxious thinking. Um, I wanted to uh, share with you guys something that something that I learned from a speaker when I was newly married, and it's just one of those things that that I heard then, and, and it's just stuck with me. And you can ask my family; not much sticks with me. So <laughs> if it's stuck with me, um, that means it's it it's just resonated, and it, it was just true to me. But she was talking about this passage. She was talking about thinking on what is true. And she was talking about it as it relates to our thoughts in time. And she was saying, you know, as, as women, we spend a lot of time thinking about the past. We spend a lot of time thinking about the future. And really what is true is what's in the present. And so when we're thinking about the past... Um, of course, you can relive memories and you can and you can think on things like that. But a lot of times, our thinking in the past is um, what could have been, what should have been, what I should have said, a, a, a decision I should have done differently. Um, if if only if only I had I had done things this way. Um, regret, shame, guilt. We we can spend a lot of time living and rehearsing the past in our minds. Well, the past is done. It's been written. What's happened has happened, um, and, and we've moved on from that moment, and that whatever has happened has, has grown us, has brought us to the place where we are now. But if we keep our minds there, then we're not, it, we can't really answer the is it true question. Maybe it was true then, it's happened, it, it was an actual thing, but we need to move on and we need to be, if we're living in the past, we're not, we're not as present in the present, um, and, and in what is true in the here and now as we need to be. The same goes for the future. A lot of our thoughts on the future, we can't know what's going to happen. So we can't know what's true in the future. So we can spend a lot of what if, and what would I do if, and, and what if this happens. And, and it, it can be a lot of fearful, anxious thinking, and how am I going to handle this? And, and, you know, we need to plan for the future. There's times when we need to be, do forward thinking and, and get out there. But there's... We all know that there's good forward thinking and there's bad forward thinking. And so we need to ask ourselves, you know, what am I, what am I really doing with these thoughts? And are these things true? Do I need to be living out here? Like Charlie talked about last Sunday about um, the passages in Matthew about don't worry about what you're going to eat and drink and what you're going to wear. God's, God's got that. You know, worry about today. Today is the day that you need to be in, where you need to be present with the Lord, where you need to be focused on what does he have for you today. And so I just pass that on because, like I said, it's stuck with me for 20 years. And, and it helps me to kind of discern, am I, am I, living, am I living in the here and now? Because this, 
this day, this moment with the Lord, with these people, this is what's true. And um, so this is sometimes a good way to kind of bring ourselves in. We've got to, like I said, set up that guard hut um, on your mind, but then also but do some digging. Ask some interrogating questions. Um, we need to... Um, we need to often dig into our own, our own thoughts. If y'all are like me, I have to dig into even figure out what I'm thinking sometimes. And so, especially if there's a lot of emotion involved with the thought, if I if I find myself really really anxious about something, or or really angry, or really just feeling kind of sad, and I can't figure out why. And so, a lot of times we have to do some. We have to. There has to be a process to even get to the point where we can say, is this true? Maybe, maybe I, you need to journal. Some people that is great for just writing, writing it out and trying to discern what am I even thinking. Maybe you're an external or verbal processor and you need to talk it through with somebody who can just be there present with you and let you just bounce all of this off on while you kind of figure out what it is you're thinking. That's how I work. Um, so just, um, just you know, figuring out what is even going on in your thoughts, so that then you can, so that then you can ask the question: Is this true? Does this thought need to continue? Does this one get to stay in, or does it get the boot? Um, we also need to have trusted friends. This is this is part of living in community. You need to be with people who you trust their relationship with the Lord, you trust their relationship with you, and you can be honest about the things that you are thinking and feeling. You can say, hey, here's what I'm, here's what I'm thinking, here's what I'm feeling about my, about my marriage or about my kids or about my self-worth or about my relationship with the Lord. And they can say, yeah, I think you're onto something there. Or they can say, you know what, that's, that's just not true. That's a lie. And people who can speak into that and um, people who can kind of help, if you will, sort of patrol your borders with you, you know, and that's, that's the beauty of being in community. If, you, if you're independent and you, you live in your own head and you're thinking your thoughts up there but you're not communicating them, then a lot of times things can get skewed because you're only, you only have your own eyes going on what your thoughts are. And so you can begin to think and feel things that are not based on truth. So it's important to invite other people in to the process. And um, it's, just an, it's just a check. It's just an accountability. Like, all, like I said, all of our thoughts are not true or good or to be trusted. So inviting other people in is just a check on that. Um, and then obviously we want to ask the Lord um, to search our thoughts. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. We want to lay our hearts before Him. We want to be um, we we want to be honest before Him. We want to say, Lord, here's what I'm thinking, and here's what I'm feeling, and and we want to pray before we go to the Scriptures. I, there have been so many times when I've been locked in on something, especially I'll just be honest, in the midst of a conflict, where I just think this is the way that it is. This is what has happened here. You know, I have been wronged in this way, and I'm locked in. I know, I know, I'm right, and I, I'll pray and and ask God to show me to search my heart, to know what's true in my thoughts, to show me, and boy, he's good to do it. 
<laughs> and to say, you know what? You're not seeing the whole picture here. You're seeing what they did. You're not seeing what you did. Um, and so just asking the Lord to search our hearts and being willing then to submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit, saying, saying to our hearts, saying to our minds, you're, what you're thinking is not true. Or what you're believing is not the whole story. You need to look at this in, in, in a bigger context. You need to look at this in light of who I am. And so um, we need to be willing to lay our hearts um, out. We need to be willing to lay our hearts out to, and our minds out to scrutiny from ourselves, from other people, and from the Lord. You know, if you think about your flower bed or your garden or whatever. Um, so if we pull out the weeds... You know, so this, we're plucking out these thoughts and we're, at, we're saying what is not true and we get rid of those things. If you, put, if you clean out a flower bed or clean out a garden spot, if y'all have ever done this, and you don't plant something there, you don't plant flowers, you don't plant vegetables, whatever, then the weeds come back in, right? The weeds just fill it back up again. So what we've got to do is when we're weeding out those untrue thoughts at the guard hut and we're saying, okay, this gets the boot. This is not true. We've seen that. We have got to put true thoughts in in order to give our minds something to fix to. So if, we're, if our minds are supposed to be fixed on the truth, then we've got to put, put the truth in. Um, this passage in Isaiah says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Um, and one, th- one thing I found when I was looking at that was just that that keep is like guarded by armed men. And I just love that, that idea that because, like I said, we've, I think we feel so, we can feel so overwhelmed and our minds can feel so vulnerable to all the things that are coming at us. But to realize that the Lord is the one who is keeping and guarding my thoughts um, and keeping my heart in peace when my, when my mind is fixed on him. <clears throat> we need to understand, we need to understand and be realistic about the fact that, um, our, um, we're, that we're in a battle for our thoughts. I mean, we're being constantly bombarded by untrue thoughts and, um, the world is constantly feeding us just junk. And, um, you know, I mean, <laughs> this is kind of a dumb example, but you just think about how many times do you click on something, click on a headline, and you get there, and you think, well, that's not what that headline said. You know, I mean, that's not even, that wasn't even accurate. Like, it's just not true. And so the world is not trying to feed us truth. The world is trying to feed us junk. The world is trying to get our attention and scream at us. Um, with all kinds of crazy messages. But the, the, point of, the point of what is coming at us from much of the world is not truth. And so we've got to realize that that, that is constantly coming at us. And then we have our own thoughts that are coming from places of fear and places of um, anxiety and triggers that we have from things that have happened to us in the past or, or things that we're sensitive to. We've got that coming at us. And then we have... Satan, the father of lies, who likes to just mess with us and get us thinking on things, the, the what ifs and, the, and then the what could have beens. And, the, and um, Satan likes to get us focused on things that are not true, um, that are not pure. He likes to mess with our brains. He knows that if he can get us 
off in a place of untruth, then um, our minds are not protected. Our hearts are not protected. We're not in peace. We're not focused on the Lord. So we just need to recognize that this is not a light thing. This is a battle. And basically, we need to, um, by fighting on the side of truth, but fighting on the side of truth, we have the one who is truth himself. We have God guarding, um, guarding us. He has given us his word, which is truth, so that we can fill our minds with the truth about him. And he's given us the Holy Spirit to work inside of us and to lead us in, and guide us into the truth. So we have that, um, we, we have God fighting on our side. But we need to be... Um, Oh, I wanted to share with you, Ephesians 6.17 calls the Word of God the sword of the Spirit. And um, I love that imagery because um, when, I was, um, when I was in college, the lady who um, led me to Christ and um, kind of grew me up in my faith talked to me about, um, she, she was very committed and still is to um, to the Word of God and just using that in um, in your life. And she talked to me all the time about um, the the Word of God being um, like vocabulary for the Holy Spirit. And so um, we're going to um, give you guys some uh, little packet of verses um, and memory verses that you can um, literally surround yourself with. Put them, put them around where you can see them. Keep them with you. Um, post them in your house or your car or <clears throat> wherever. And um, when we when we learn God's word, um, and then the Holy Spirit needs to bring to mind a truth, and we're we're in that battle for truth. The Holy Spirit has words because you've given you've given God's word to Him as as a sword. Does that make sense? Kind of how the Word of God acts as a sword for the Holy Spirit. So we need to think about basically if our minds are battlefield and and there's um, you know truth and lies fighting each other. We need to think about which side we're sending ammo to. Basically, where are we where are we investing the resources? And because you're going to have to really be putting resources into the side of truth. Because the things that are naturally happening in this world and even in our own minds are going to be are going to be supplying am, ammo to the enemy to the wrong side. So this is very much a swimming upstream, fighting against the current kind of thing. You're not going to you're not going to happen into fixing your thoughts on truth. Basically, this is something that you're going to have to um, work for and. Um, yes, God is God is fighting for us. Yes, we have the Holy Spirit working in us. Yes, um, God promises that He's going to keep in perfect peace those whose thoughts are fixed on Him. But we have a job to do here, and if we're not doing that job, we are leaving ourselves so vulnerable. Um, we are um, <clears throat> we want that peace. We want to be in a place of peace. With God, we want our hearts and minds to be peaceful and restful. But if we're just living in this world, doing life, and we're not and we're not engaging in the battle, and we're not fighting it with the truth of the Lord, then and, and we don't know His Word, we're not arming ourselves. We are leaving ourselves extremely vulnerable. Um, so basically, I, 
we want to leave you with um, we want to leave you with some verses. We want to leave you with some cards that you can use. And I would just encourage you, ladies, to become women who know God's word. It's just it is just your best defense against the things that are going to bombard you in this world. And you know, I was just talking to someone yesterday, and she was talking about that she was having a conversation with a friend, and that the Lord brought to mind some verses. And some truth that she could share with that friend. Just like we talked about surrounding yourself with people who know God's word. And people who can speak truth into you. You want to be the kind of person who has the truth on her lips. You want to be the kind of person who can say to a friend, you know what, that's not true what you're thinking. Here's what God's word says. Here's what's true. You want to be the kind of mom who can speak that truth to your kids. You want to be um, the kind of person who can speak that to yourself, who can use that truth to encourage your husband, to encourage your extended family. You want to be a woman who has truth in her heart, truth in her head, and who can be giving that truth out. Because the truth is what leads to the peace. Because if this world does not lead to the peace. The thoughts of this world don't lead to the peace. If we want the peace that God is offering us and that our hearts long for, we, you know, we come to a women's retreat called Peace, and we think, yeah, I want me some of that. Well, this is the path. The truth is the path to the peace. And if we don't believe in the truth, then our hearts don't have that anchor and that place to trust in. And so the truth is where our hearts that are constantly bombarded by lies from this world and constantly bombarded by fears and living in a place that is hard and broken and sinful that's, that's, our hearts are getting constantly beat up. Our minds are constantly getting beat up. And the truth is, is the lifeboat. The truth is the place where we are going to be able to rest, where we are going to be able to find the peace and the safety and the trust. So we are going to move into a time of reflection. Um, we're going to put up um, just some questions on the screen for you to think on. And um, we're also going to pass out those scripture memory cards that I talked about. So we're going to take a little bit of time just for personal reflection um, and for you to just kind of write down and take note of some of the things that God's doing um, and spurring in your mind.